You're listening to episode 62 of Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Let's chat. Discover children at a whole new level. Be empowered to grow with the children in your life. Welcome to Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Hi there and welcome to Chat About Children, where we chat about all things children and empower you to grow with the children in your life. Today's episode is all about nurturing the kid entrepreneur, and I chat with my special guest who is a well-seasoned, globally successful entrepreneur, Franziska Iselli. I loved listening and learning more about Franziska's childhood and understanding how the foundations were laid in her childhood to prepare her for the world of entrepreneurship. You'll also be interested to discover what her views are on whether a child got it or ain't got it when it comes to being a successful entrepreneur. So you want to stay tuned in to learn what she has to say about that. Now, of course, there are show notes for today's episode, so I do encourage you to head over to the Chat About Children website, chataboutchildren.com. I'd also like to take a very quick few moments to share with you the upcoming release of my third book, a gift book for mums called Flourish for Mums, 21 Ways to Thrive with Self-Care and Acceptance. This book has been inspired by the thousands of mothers I have worked with over the decades and my own motherhood journey, having three children in two and a half years. The book creates a space for mothers to include themselves in their own circle of nurture while celebrating the children in their lives. You can now pre-order it at flourishformums.com. Okay, let's get this chat started on Raising Kid Entrepreneurs with Franziska. Franziska is the co-founder of Basic Bananas, The Businesshood, Ocean Lovers and Moments of Humanity. In 2013, Franziska was awarded the Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award, recognizing her innovation, creativity and philanthropic involvement. Franziska is a board member at the Entrepreneurs' Organization. She sits on the judging panel for Singularity University and has run think tanks at the United Nations to address the UN Sustainable Development Goals through entrepreneurship. Franziska is the author of two best-selling books with a third one just released in 2020. And just quietly, Sir Richard Branson wrote the foreword. She is regularly featured across the media, including Forbes, Smart Company, Marie Claire, Channel 9 Business Magazine. The list is endless. Franziska is a Swiss-born Australian, or you could call her a Swazi, and is known for her down-to-earth attitude, infectious energy, integrity, and courage to take the lead. Franziska, welcome to Chat About Children. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Sonia. It is such a pleasure to have you joining us today because we are chatting about nurturing the kidpreneur or the kid entrepreneur. And I think you're the absolutely perfect role model to talk about this. So Franziska, let's start by learning a little bit about you, perhaps, you know, your first business or what inspired you to start your first business. How did it come about? And then how did you grow to be an entrepreneur from there? Yeah, I love it. And and I love the whole topic about kidpreneurs and really giving kids the tools to be entrepreneurial. And I was actually also involved in a program called Kidpreneur, which I think, you know, so it was really amazing to work with the kids and see how clever they are. And if you just give them the right tools and then let them run wild, their imagination is way beyond, you know, what we have sometimes. So that was really amazing. So my first business as an adult was I started 11 years ago, and that's Basic Bananas. Actually, before Basic Bananas, I had another name, which was called Global Beat, and Beat was the name of my dad who passed away. It's spelled B-E-A-T, Beat in Swiss. And it was first, it was a communication 
consultancy. I came from advertising and marketing and that then morphed into basic bananas because people kept coming to us for marketing, not so much just communication consulting. So that was 11 years ago. Out of that, you know, when you're entrepreneurial, you sort of have all these other ideas and it's a little bit of a curse and a blessing. <laughs> for me, probably it was a little bit of a curse that, oh, I want to do this and then this and this and this. So I had to really force myself to focus on growing basic bananas first to a level where it was you needed less of my time operationally, where I had a team in place that could run a lot of the day-to-day -day business. From there, we then started design and branding agency, the business hood. A few years later, about four or five years ago, started Ocean Lovers, which is a label that produces surf suits at the moment made from plastic bottles. So yeah, that's sort of where it all started. And I was in advertising before that. So what gives you the fuel, Francisco? What do you think it is that keeps you propelling forward and maintaining that momentum? It's definitely all got to do for me with vision. And again, this year, 2020, when it was quite a challenging journey for most, a lot of businesses and definitely also our customers, our clients at Basic Bananas, we work with small businesses. We help them with their marketing. It really showed me again that the only thing that got us through and got the team through and kept us sort of sane was having a really clear vision of where are we going and why? Why are we doing that? What's the impact? that we are making in people's lives. And that's pretty much for me personally. I know that not everybody's wired that way, but for me personally, it's always, I know that if I have clarity on why I'm doing it, and if I'm willing to do it for free, then motivated. Nice. And that's kind of your measuring stick, isn't it? You ask yourself that question, would I be willing to do this for free? You know, that question just came up right now. The, the question <laughs> that I normally ask myself is, is this making an impact in yeah. someone's life? Is this helping someone? And if it's making an impact in even one person's life, then I know that we're doing the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So at the time that you were awarded the Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award, what was happening for you at that time? What was it that was going on that had you recognized? Yeah, I was quite surprised that I won the award. And the reason why I think we won it is because it was for Basic Bananas. And at the time, and even now, we were quite involved also in philanthropic different projects. So we sponsored Whale through our book launch, our second book. And then also when we traveled through Mongolia, we adopted a Mongolian horse and, and we've got kids that go to school in South Africa. So I think just that continuous wanting to make an impact and supporting projects that we saw along the way that we were passionate about was definitely one of the reasons I think I got the award. And then also just with Basic Bananas, you know, we've always been known for doing things a little bit differently. And even just with a name like that, it's a marketing mentoring organization. That name is very out there. And so everything that we always do here is a little bit different. And I think that's probably one of the reasons too, they really like that. Yeah, absolutely. It is a good name. It's very memorable. It is, <laughs> It's probably yeah, part of the exactly. marketing, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. But it's awesome. So in a few words, how would you define an entrepreneur? For me, an entrepreneur is someone who creates something, whether that's a product or a service that is making some sort of an impact for someone and then has the courage to launch it and to stand behind it, to believe in it and to get it out there. And then a business owner is someone who does this once, you know, they have a passion or they see a gap and they really want to make a difference with what they have. And then they stick with that. And that's a business owner. And that's a lot of people that we work with. 
an entrepreneur is someone who keeps solving problems. So it's someone who keeps seeing, okay, there's a challenge here. I need to solve it. And this is how I'm going to solve it. And they solve it. They launch something and then they might have another, might observe another challenge that they can solve and bring solutions. And then they do it again and again and again. Beautiful. So it's basically, you know, I always say as business owners and entrepreneurs, we are really in the business of solving problems. Generally, a good entrepreneur is someone who is really, 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 really good at solving problems. They don't shy away from problems. They're really good at navigating through challenges. Yes. And it's really that creative problem solving as Mm -hmm. well, just thinking about things differently, which is what, as you mentioned earlier about kids, kids do that a lot. So we have a lot to learn from kids. Just if we, yeah, I say that a lot because it's true. It's so true. And you know, what's one of my favorite, I heard someone else say this because it's one of my favorite way, motos about kids because kids are naturally problem solvers. They work it out. They try They follow where they get up. And sometimes, you know, I see people putting a lid on that and that's sometimes it's obviously a challenge, but it's for the kid. I feel like kids are entrepreneurial and if we let them be, they are really entrepreneurial. So the, the motto that I heard someone say the other day, I don't remember who it was, so I can't credit it, but it wasn't me. And it was that our role is to prepare the kids for the road, not to prepare the road for the kids. And what a lot of people do is they prepare the road, but that's not realistic because yeah. the road always changes. So what our job is to prepare the kids for the road, giving them the right tools. And that's entrepreneurship too, is what you're doing here. You're giving parents the tool to give their kids the tools to be whatever they want to be, whether it's entrepreneurial or creative or whatever they want to be. Yeah, 100%. So I guess if you had to give a really brief definition of what a kidpreneur is, I know we've kind of touched on it, but how would you define that in a few words? I think it's the same as an entrepreneur, but just on a tiny scale. So it's some, it's a kid that comes up with a solution for a problem. So whether that is a, a lemonade stand, which is the most conventional example, the problem that they're solving is people are thirsty, walking past in the street, So they're giving them a lemonade or baking cookies. The problem they're solving is that people have a sweet tooth and they want to help them with a little treat. When I was a kid, I actually had a business. I was really into horse riding and I had a few friends that were all into horse riding. We were all young. We were all probably between eight and 14 and we all had borrowed horses. So we didn't own these horses. We could borrow them from other people that had horses. And we started a horsey club called Cavallo. It means horse in Italian. And we built a business around it where we started running these horse competition in farmer's fields. We would just ask a farmer if we can run a competition there on a Sunday. People would pay an entry fee and all the money that we raised went to a horsey asylum. So the problem that we solved was, first of all, we got horsey friends together to compete against each other. So it was a Sunday activity. And then also we wanted to support the horses, like old age horsey homes, basically. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So do you think there are certain attributes, you know, obviously as a child, you had some attributes going on and a lot of kids I feel naturally do, you know, that curiosity, that wanting to explore and discover. Were there any attributes that you can think of that really stood out for you as a kid or or attributes you see that generally stand out in children that would contribute to kind of that later business success or entrepreneurial kind of involvement? What are your thoughts? Definitely. Yeah. I think it definitely also comes down a lot to how the parents probably are with kids. And of course, we also are born with a lot of characteristics already, actually probably most, but how do we highlight them as we grow up? So courage is definitely one of the biggest ones that I feel like the more that we learn to be courageous, the more when we are adults, we will take risks. And you need to take, if you're an entrepreneur, 
you take risks all day long. If you don't like taking risks, if you're very risk averse, you're definitely way, way, way better in a job. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that's a better suited position. And I heard someone talk about, I think it was the founder of Netflix, one of the founders. He said that someone asked him, how did you as a kid have this courage to then, he started a lot of businesses and tried new things, took risks. And he said, well, my parents, they would just let me take risks. He said he would go and say, hey, I'm going to put a rope up the tree and climb a tree. And parents would say, good luck, go do it. You know, instead of saying, no, yeah. you're going to fall down and hurt yourself to like, go for it. And I think that that was a little bit the same in my family. I think my dad was a little bit of a daredevil. And so he definitely also, you know, pushed me a little bit to be courageous. And also resilience and resilience is again you know something that you need as an entrepreneur and, and we can learn this as kids and I remember also when I was a kid I had to earn my own money to do things I wanted to do even I had my first job when I was maybe 10 11 I was working in a wine shop and I was cleaning the wine bottles and the floor and whatever shelves I did that because I wanted to make cash so I could buy the horsey that I was borrowing new stuff and so that. yeah yeah so it was again it wasn't just hey here's your cash of course we had pocket money too but that pocket money didn't go very far so it was again if you want something you're gonna get a job as a kid and you learn how to make a little bit of money so you can buy your, what you want and it teaches you also resilience and the last one is failure i think just being okay with failure and i heard sarah the founder of Spanx, yep. <laughs> she's, she's like, she's the one of the most incredible women entrepreneurs in the US. And she said that at her kitchen table as a kid, her dad or mom would always say, so what did you fail at today? And that was something they celebrated. They said, well, I failed at that. Great. What did you learn? So it was failure became a thing that is celebrated, that is, it's okay to fail. And I think that's something that as a society, we sometimes almost do the opposite. It's like, oh my God, failure is a bad thing. Whereas it's a good thing. It's something that teaches us a lot. Yeah, and that's a good point because what you're saying there is really about embracing failure as a lesson and it's our response to that as grown-ups. You know, how can we best role model? What do we do in response to making a mistake or failure? What are we saying to ourselves? What are our kids seeing and learning from us when we're experiencing failure? And then that kind of carries on to our response to them. And yeah, yeah I kind of tend to, and our language is really important, but you know, I know with my kids, I, they'll talk about making mistakes and things like that. And I, it's just like, yeah, well, what do we learn from that? That's just how you learn stuff. And I find that that helps to relax it all a little bit, not get too hard on themselves, but just kind of go, okay, well, how do we move on from this? That's a little bit about, well, I guess what you're saying is embracing that, how to yeah. respond to it and almost normalizing it a little bit. And letting them work it out. You know, I see a lot of parents that, you know, kids make failures or make mistakes and then straight away the parent fixes what happened? And I think if we just let the kids a little bit work it out, you know, giving them guidance and, and let them fix what they created. Again, that's a skill to learn is, oh, okay, I can fix. I know how to fix when I make a mistake. It's not always someone is standing right there helicoptering. <laughs> yeah, I like that, Franziska. And that's actually a really important point because that's gifting them self-empowerment because then they're feeling that, hey, as you said, I've worked this out. Even if it's taken them a few turns or even more to work it out, that sense of satisfaction going, well, I did this. Yes. Like you can see it on a kid's face. They're yes. just like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. I agree. So it's a wonderful gift. So we've already kind of covered some simple ways for parents, carers to nurture some of those attributes. What about educators? What about the early childhood educators and teachers at schools? 
Are there any like easy, quick tips that you think that they could be employing? A lot of them already do want to foster that resilience, and but it's hard when you've got a big group of kids. Any tips that you can offer or strategies? Oh my God. I actually, I have so much admiration for teachers and early childhood carers that I almost don't feel like I'm in a position to give them any <laughs> tips. It's like, you guys are amazing. And I think that everything we talked about, which is preparing the kid for the road and teaching resilience and making failure an okay thing, courage, letting them take risks within obviously the safe boundaries. Yeah, We have to keep them safe, obviously. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm entitled to give these amazing people <laughs> tips <laughs> because they are incredible and we need them. Oh, absolutely. It's one of those things we always, we always want to hear if there's new ideas and things to add yeah. in our toolbox, you see. So yeah. that's, <laughs> that's where it comes from. Yeah. Definitely not a highlight to say you're not doing something, but what no. can you add to your wonderful toolbox? Absolutely. And you're right. They've already got awesome tools happening. So in your opinion, and tell us what you think about, I guess, the attitude or mindset that, well, you can look at a child and perhaps say, yeah, you know, they've got it or they don't got it when it comes to that entrepreneurial mindset. Do you think you can see that or is it naturally inbuilt? Are they born with it? Can it be nurtured? Have you got any thoughts or feedback on that? I do, you know, I do. And I do think that some people are naturally made to be entrepreneurial and some are not. And the reason why I say that is because I have an older brother. There's two of us. We had the same parents, same education, same upbringing. And he's very not entrepreneurial. He is working in a bank, he has a nine to five job. He's doing really well. He's super smart. He was actually a little bit of the good kid in the family and I was a little bit of the rebel. So I was a little bit of the naughty kid. That's probably says a lot already about now being an entrepreneur <laughs> and, you know, someone working a little bit more according to the rules. And it's, we both had exactly the same environment and he likes to follow more the rules and I hated rules, still don't like rules. And so because of that case study, I can see that some kids are naturally born to be a little bit more courageous out there, entrepreneurial, and then some kids are probably more suited to not be entrepreneurial. And I don't believe in pushing someone like I would never, I mean, it's too late now anyway, but I would never have pushed my brother and said, hey, you should run your own business. Actually, in fact, I would tell him when I started running my own businesses and he thought I lost my marbles. Why did I quit my career? Like she went to Australia, lost her marbles, and this is really not good. And now, of course, he looks at it and he's like, well, I'm glad he didn't listen to me. But back then, when I was struggling as an entrepreneur, I would have said to him, don't ever do this because this, you would not cope with the roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> it would be too, not your style. So yes, I do think that some people are, kids are naturally entrepreneurial and then some not so much. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And you've worked with kids. You mentioned the Kidpreneur program. Tell us a few things that you look at within the program and I guess, what are you encouraging or nurturing children to be doing within that setting? Yeah, it was actually really cool too, because it taught me again, because obviously I work with a lot of adult entrepreneurs, mainly people in our programs that basically are their grown-ups. And then this was a few years ago, I was working with kids in this program and kids were just so much more into it. Like they're sitting there, they're put there. You ask, this is again, very interesting. You ask a group of kids a question, Everyone puts their hand up and then you say, how about you, Johnny? He's like, uh, 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 he doesn't even have the answer. He just puts the hand up. You ask a group of adults <laughs> a question, crickets, nobody puts their hand up. 
And every single kid puts their hand up, but they don't even have the answer. They're just like, yes, me, 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 me. And it's really cool. And so what we taught them in this program is really just the basics in terms of creating something, whatever they wanted to create, and then understanding if I charge $5 for this, how much does it cost me to make? So with this very, very basic number. So if I make this, this is going to cost me, let's say, $2. So if I charge $4, I will make $2 per cupcake, for example. So we just taught them the very basics in terms of numbers, just so that they can understand the basics of entrepreneurship in terms of numbers. And then they could create whatever they wanted and then just understand, okay, how much can I charge for this? And then how much do I make in profit? Because otherwise they might not understand, okay, I'm going to make this. Mommy is going to spend a hundred bucks for the ingredients and I'm going to make 70 bucks. Oh, I just lost 30 bucks. You know, we wanted them to understand that. Wonderful. Wonderful. So numbers is a component of it. Obviously just letting their imaginations go wild and decide on what it is that they want to do, which they would love. Any other key features to the program? We then also had a market for, for the kids. So all the kids had their wares that they created and sold it. And so they, what they learned there is just to ask people for the sale. So just, you know, talk about the product, present it really nicely on their tables and then asking the people walking past, hey, look, what do we have? And do you like it? Would you, you know, it's only $5. So a little bit of sales, I guess, just in a very conversational way, which is the best way to sell anyway. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So it's a real mix of the numbers, the finances, obviously the concept, nurturing that, and then the communications around marketing and the people skills. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I don't know if they still run it. I haven't looked into it in a while, but I hope they still run it because it is a good program. (laughs) So where on, and I don't know if you know the answer, but if someone was keen to look into that, are there resources or tools? And we've already mentioned the Kidpreneur program. But there are other resources and tools that parents and professionals can access if they're keen to nurture it a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just looking actually if it's called, the one that I was supporting was called Club Kidpreneur. But I think if you just Google, I can see here, I just Googled Club Kidpreneur and there are a ton of resources out here. I don't know, you know, which ones are good. I haven't looked into it, but I can see a whole bunch here that are available, charities and different programs. So that's probably you know, depending on the local area, if you just Google club kidpreneur or kidpreneur or kid entrepreneur, you probably find a lot of stuff. Or even if you just want to do some home stuff with kids, just Google on YouTube, watch some videos. I reckon there are a ton of really good videos out there that you can watch with your kids to take them from beginning to end in terms of creating a little business. Yeah, beautiful. So tell us a little more about your books, Franziska. Yeah, so I just published my third one and I've written a fourth one this year with publisher Wiley. And so the first one was all about marketing. It's called Bananas About Marketing. And then that came out a long time ago. Not sure, maybe eight, nine years ago. And then the second one was Perception, which is all about branding. And that is my favorite thing to talk about all day long. We have, a I mentioned before, a branding agency. And that's my favorite thing is talking about branding. So hopefully I will write another book maybe next year with the publisher, if, if I can pitch them the concept. Hint, hint. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they already know. They know that I want to pitch them that. And the last one that came out this year is called The Courage Map. That's the one you mentioned that Richard Branson wrote the foreword. And that's all about courage. It's a very different book to the other two. The other two are all business focused. This one is more mindset focused, all about courage, how to step into courage. And then this one that I wrote this year, it's coming out on the 1st of April. It was on social media. And that's not really one I wanted to write. 
it's not my favorite topic at all, but the <laughs> publishers approached me and they said, hey, we need you to write this book if you want it. They gave me a good deal and I said, I will write it if I can pitch you another one next ah, year. Ah, well, that's well negotiated. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well negotiated. Oh, look, that's wonderful. And I love, I love the variety of what you do. And as you said, right at the start, you know, having that impact, that positive impact and drawing in other communities that you, I guess, respect and admire and draw into supporting them as well. It's absolutely wonderful. So to finish up with Franziska, I'd love for you to share any take-home messages that you have for parents, carers and professionals that work with children. What are your take-home messages? Really, it comes back, I can't get enough of this quote, the one that I keep talking about and I've told everyone that wants to hear it. I don't know how many people I told since I heard this quote. I tell everybody. And this is the same for my team members. When I heard this quote, I'm like, this is the same for my team. Don't prepare the road for the kids or the team, but prepare the team or the kids. Prepare the kids for the road. Give them the tools so that they can deal with things. You know, it's the same with bullying. My stepdaughter, she had an incident with bullying the other day. And it's obviously very difficult. And this is not going to be the first time. She's only six. It's not going to be the first time. It's not going to be the last time. So. Either as parents, we can step in and fix the situation or, which obviously there's an aspect to that to make sure, you know, teachers are aware of what's going on and or give the kids the tools to navigate through that and prepare them for this road ahead. There's going to be bullying most of our lives. We are faced with stuff, right? So how do we give our kids the confidence and the resilience to respond with kindness to not take things personally, to have a self-belief. Same with social media. You know, this whole movie that came out, it's called The Social Dilemma, I think, where social media was very demonized. And it was talking about how it's obviously impacting kids. And I don't deny that. I think it is impacting kids and comparing each other and wanting to be super skinny or having fake features because (laughs) of these filters. So that is very, very, very detrimental, of course. And it is impacting people's self-esteem. But what can we do? We can't tell sort of older kids to not be on social media because everyone is on it. So all we can do is give the kids the tools to deal with these things, to be confident, to believe in themselves, to love themselves and not to go, you're not allowed on Facebook or Instagram. You know, when they're not, of course, not when they're kids, kids, but it's just that. I think it's just, we are in a world where we are thrown, we get things thrown at us that can be a challenge. And as parents, we can't shield our kids, but we can give them the tools to deal with whatever comes our way or their way. Thank you, Francisca. They are very wise words, building that self-empowerment toolkit and toolbox for our kids so they are prepared for the road. I love it. Thank you so much, Francisca. Where can we find out more about you and your work? Probably the best place might be just my personal website. There are links to all the things that I'm involved in. And that's just my name, which is very difficult to spell. <laughs> Francisca <laughs> Iseli. Yeah, exactly. It'll Try. be in the show notes. All good. Yeah. F-R-A-N-Z for Zebra I-S-K-A-I-S-E-L-I.com. Or easy, if you just want to go, if you are an entrepreneur or business owner, or you know someone, or even for your kids, if you want them to watch some videos about marketing already, you can go to Basic Bananas. That's easier basicbananas.com. And we have a whole bunch of resources there. Wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat today, Franziska. Thank you for joining Chat About Children. My pleasure, Sonia.
Fantastic and insightful chat there with Franziska. I do encourage you to check out the show notes at chataboutchildren.com. And if you haven't already done so, please do leave a rating and review for the Chat About Children podcast from your favorite podcast player. Also, it would be amazing if you could share this episode with family, friends, and with colleagues who you know will benefit. Thank you so much for listening. I celebrate you and look forward to chatting soon. Thanks for joining the Chat About Children with Sonia Vestelich, www.chataboutchildren.com.